0: Food Heals Nation, if you like to stay active, play a sport, or just like staying in shape, there's one thing that you probably notice about your workout routine. You don't always feel like doing it. That little voice inside your head says, yeah, just skip leg day this week, or hey, tomorrow you can do a double workout. That'll make up for skipping today. Sometimes that little voice even tells you to give up altogether. Now, why does this happen? Well, part of the reason is just our mental fortitude, right? Which, you know, we can continue to work on on this podcast. Listen to Food Heals for all the goods. (laughs) But another reason is actually biological. So if you're not active in the gym, it's not enough just to hit your macros. It's not enough just to get those proteins, fats, and carbs. Your body, even more so than the average American, is starving for micronutrients, Think about it, if you're doing that cardio, if you're lifting weights, if you're doing calisthenics, if you're taking those fitness classes, all of this is great, but it's also breaking down your muscle fibers, forcing them to rebuild stronger and more efficiently. This is literally what exercise is, but it's also incredibly demanding on the body. It forces your cells to rob other parts of your body for the appropriate vitamins and minerals to build that muscle. That's why if you don't want to feel absolutely destroyed after your workouts, right, we've got to pay more attention to superfoods. That's why I love my Organifi Green Juice. Who knew where this was going? I know some of you knew exactly where this was going. Organifi Green Juice is 100% certified organic superfood blend It's packed with adaptogens and all of these vitamins, minerals, nutrients, and elements designed to promote healing and recovery in your body. It's just 25 calories a serving, one gram of natural sugar. It is the perfect pairing for your workouts. It won't throw you off your game, won't throw you off your diet. It only adds to what it is that you're already doing and makes it better. Plus, it tastes delicious and you can get the mint flavor or the new crisp apple. So, get your greens on and don't forget we have a special promotion for you. As always, you can go to organifyshop.com/foodheals and save 20% off your order. But don't forget, June 27th to June 30th, using my discount code, you can get free shipping over $100 plus you get seven free single serve travel packs of Organifi Gold. Organifi Gold is that beautiful turmeric tea latte that you drink at night for sweet dreams, helps you fall asleep, and it tastes absolutely delicious. Get your greens on, get your gold on at OrganifiShop.com slash Food Today is part two of Ask Allie. I uh, went a little long on the questions in part one, so I split it into two episodes. So on the last episode, I answered your questions about my feud, just kidding, it's not a feud, with Heather McDonald and what happened there uh, when I was roasted on another podcast, and then we talked to Dr. Stephen Cabral about how to have a healthy, happy, vegan pregnancy, and then we talked about goal setting and how you can set SMART goals, S-M-A-R-T goals. If you haven't heard that episode yet, go ahead back and listen, and then today's episode, I'm just answering one question. You may laugh, you may cry. Um, turn it off if you're not ready to get emotional because I certainly did. Sorry, not sorry. Love you guys. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. All right, for our last question, um, this one came in and um, I was hesitant whether to answer it because sometimes when you do what I do, creating content um, and interviewing people, I hear myself repeat myself. I hear myself make the same point or tell the same story. So I get to a certain point where I'm like, God, I don't want to annoy people with my same over and over stories. But then sometimes it's a brand new listener. They only hear a couple of episodes. So they haven't heard these things before. And so it is new to them. And so the question comes from Drea. And she says, I heard you mention on a podcast about your story and that we all knew your story and i had no idea what you're talking about and i'm really intrigued what episode can i go back to to hear what it was that you were talking about with your parents and cancer all right so i don't even remember what episode you guys cuz i feel like it's every episode um so what i thought i would do is for any of my new listeners i would share my story here and if you're an og listener you can skip ahead or you know sometimes you hear something again and you get new takeaways from it. So totally up to you. If you get bored, turn it off. If you're intrigued, keep listening. And if you really want to hear my entire story, actually the best place I will say I will shamelessly promote my book Food Heals on uh, Amazon, just called Food Heals by Allison Melody. And the first chapter of that book is totally my story. So essentially, you guys, The reason that I do Food Heals is because I lost both of my parents by the time I was 25 years old to devastating battles with cancer. And let me back up a little bit. I grew up in a traditional American household, I would say, um, middle class. My parents had a wonderful relationship. I think that is more rare. As I get older, my ex-husband used to call me country club because my expectations of our relationship being pretty much happy all the time were very high. And that's because... Uh, my parents didn't really fight they had a great relationship I had a great relationship with my mom I had a great relationship with my with my dad sure did we fight sometimes yeah I was a only child teenager of course I I was a brat sometimes I regret that of course but I was a kid I didn't know any better okay so forgive myself for that but what I mean is I grew up in a regular household eating a traditional American Western diet so what was that Um, burgers on the grill my dad would grill out my mom's favorite meal to make was actually um, like a vegetable stir fry and that was that's really something I still eat today to this day and she was very good at that Um, we ate a lot of seafood my parents moved to the beach when I went to college so we grew up I grew up in Chapel Hill North Carolina my parents had a beach house and when I went to college in Wilmington North Carolina they moved to their beach house in Topsail 30 minutes away well, my mom had multiple sclerosis um, my whole life. Growing up, multiple sclerosis is a um, autoimmune condition, where they say the immune system literally attacks itself. And back then, we had absolutely no awareness of health, wellness, nutrition, mind, body, spirit, healing, alternative medicine, spirituality, none of it. So let me just say that it was what the doctor said my mom did because there wasn't any other option. And so I remember she took a few vitamins, but basically she was on pain medication. Um, The pain started in her hands and feet. She would have tingling and she would have numbness and she would have pain. And then it started to spread and get worse slowly as she got older and she didn't complain about it a lot i just knew that she had to rest and sleep a lot and eventually she had to stop working at unc and she had to go on disability and that was when i kind of realized it was a real big thing but because she hid her pain from me so much i didn't realize the extent to how bad it was affecting her so cut to college i went to UNC Wilmington, they moved to Topsail, you know, 30, 40 minutes away, so I would see them all the time, which was absolutely amazing. I'm so lucky and blessed for that time, and uh, my mom's multiple sclerosis started getting a lot worse at the beach, and she wasn't working, and I just, the picture I have of her was just sitting out in the uh, waves in the, on the, it was a house on the ocean, and uh, she would sit in a beach chair, the waves would run up on her and the dog, her our dog Chelsea would be tied to the chair. And that was pretty much her day. And then she would um, be taking a ton of pharmaceutical drugs. Each one, one would be for pain. And then the next one would be to counteract the side effects of the painkiller, because there might be, it might induce nausea, right? And then there'd be a side effect from the side effect, a pill, right? And so she was just taking pills every single hour. And so she just had this notebook that was just literally like um, a list of had she taken the pill, what time she took it so that she wouldn't overdose on the pills. And then she would put a couple of vitamins in there too, but not nearly enough to counteract the massive amounts of pharmaceutical drugs that were honestly sure killing the pain, but also wreaking havoc on her body, which we know now, but I had no idea back then I was just a college student with no Interest or passion for health, and no knowledge or awareness that another reality existed when it comes to alternative medicine, health, nutrition. I, I could give an F about nutrition. I didn't know about it. I didn't care about it. No one had taught me about it. No one had ever mentioned it. I ate the typical, I ate at the dining hall, whatever they fed me, could care less. Now, I had given up red meat because when I was 15, um, a group of girls, my besties from high school, Amy, Kobe, and Beth and I watched a video on the news, which would never happen now, but it was about the treatment of cattle, of cows, uh, before they were butchered for hamburgers. And it was horrible, horrible to watch the way that they were treated. I couldn't even, I can't even believe this was on the news, but I gave up red meat that day and I haven't had a single, single bite since. And this is from a girl who grew up with her daddy cooking burgers on the grill and was like you eat what we make in this household and and didn't understand it, but accepted me for who I was, but it wasn't a health choice. It was because I didn't want to hurt the animals. But anyways, I didn't make any other animal connections until I was much older in my twenties. That's when I started going more plant-based as you may or may not know if you know my story. All right. So my mom had multiple sclerosis and then she lost a ton of weight suddenly. And we didn't know why go to the doctor. She had all these gastrointestinal like stomach issues. Well, now I know it's probably because of all the pharmaceutical drugs. But that back then, she was a medical mystery. And then the doctors dropped a bombshell on us that she had cancer. And I don't remember if it was like stage three or stage four at this point. I just remember that it was bad. And at that time, they called it carcinoma of unknown origin. So what does that mean? That means she had everything tested. Like I remember we went and did like a colonoscopy to see if the cancer cells originated in the colon and they could find no evidence. And so I remember they were like, good news, you don't have colon cancer. And we were like, okay, but it's bad news because we don't know where this originated. And so test after test after doctor after doctor, UNC, Duke, Wilmington, all of these world-renowned hospitals and doctors could not figure out a cause, could not figure out how to label this, and so it was just the typical, let's radiate, let's chemo, and there was a minor surgery. Um, Nothing was removed, it was just, I don't remember because I was so young and so naive, Um, but essentially nothing worked, and I believe, you know, the cure of cancer The chemo and radiation killed her before it killed the cancer because I watched her shrivel down to nothing, lost all her hair, became wrinkly overnight, grew whiskers in weird places. It was just the most devastating thing to see your vibrant mother or anyone vibrant to you in your life go through. It was absolutely horrible. And I would wish this on nobody. And when she had cancer, she still had hair She was still hanging out. She was still fun and funny. Even though she was tired all the time, she was still my mom. And then she went on the chemo and she went on the radiation and she lost her entire zest for life. And I watched her shrivel away to nothing. It was absolutely fucking horrible. Sorry, I hope your kids aren't listening. So um, cut to... You know, the doctors are like, there's nothing we can do except extend her life with this chemo and radiation, which I don't, again, know that it did extend her life. I know that it kind of ruined her life and she was on the bathroom floor puking more than she was enjoying her life. We did get one nice trip. My dad flew us on a surprise trip to the Bahamas. We stayed in a really nice um, hotel and did like, nice dinners, and my family had never really done that growing up, and so it was really just lovely, and I'll never forget that time, but of course, I was a photographer. I loved to document all moments of my life, and this is before we had camera phones, so I would bring um, my camera everywhere, and I loved to take pictures, and I would get the role of film developed, whatever I was doing, and so I loved taking pictures, and I just remember my mom saying in Bahamas, no pictures until my hair grows back. And there was some hope there that she was gonna live, even though I think we all knew she wasn't. But I do regret not taking any photos. That's Lily. But uh there there's a lot of regret there. But we got one nice vacation that I'll never forget in the Bahamas holds such a dear place in my heart. God sorry. Um that we got to go on that trip, you know. It was so special. And uh We kind of made it a tradition after that with my dad. I'll tell you about that later, but um, cut to I was about to graduate college. Um, I ended up doing a fifth year of college because I could have graduated after four, um, but my mom got sick, and so my parents were like, well, you know, you could do one more semester and get that double major because I had done film production major, and I had a lot of courses in communication studies as well, which I loved, which was doing a lot of film and TV work as well. Um, and they had this cool studio in the communications department. So they're like, you know, stay another year, get that double major. And because I was only going to class like two days a week, I was able to spend a lot of time with my mom, help take her to doctor's appointments, have a lot of dinners and spend a lot of time at their beach house. So, you know, it's a good last year before graduating. So, oh, sorry. It's really emotional because Father's Day and my mom's birthday are at the same time. So it's always a hard time of year. Um, And I can't even go on social media when everyone's celebrating and all of that. Because it's just like, God, I miss my dad. And I want to be a mom. So it's really hard on those days. Anyways, I miss my parents so much. um, And you know... They say time heals all wounds. No, they don't. It doesn't heal. You just get used to the new life that you have without the person, and it still sucks. So check on your friends, even if they lost a brother, mother, sister, father, friend 10, 15, 20 years ago. Check on your friends. They're not okay, um, even if they pretend to me. Y'all, I'm real good at pretending, and I am okay. Um, don't call anyone. I'm fine. <laughs> your girls, your girls here. I'm just, it's hard telling these stories. Um, but I wanted to catch you up if you're a new listener and you haven't heard me share this story because I haven't shared it in depth in a while. So, um, one month before I graduated college, um, my mother was put in hospice. I didn't know that hospice was where you went to die. I literally was that naive and clueless and I think my dad didn't tell me because he thought it was too hard for him he's like she'll figure it out I don't know so we moved from she was in the hospital and we moved from the hospital to hospice and uh you know she was awake just a few minutes every day and I would read and there was like a little corner I would read books in and I would come in between classes or I'd spend the day there if I didn't have class and uh she was on a lot of morphine and, you know, just the drugs that they put you on to keep you out of pain. And I remember she had a little button she could press if she was in too much pain. And she pressed that button all the time. And we just fell asleep while, you know, while we were talking and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, a bunch of people came to visit, which was nice. And, uh, I went to my dad. My dad's grandmother's sister, so my great-aunt flew in from Arizona, and they asked me to pick her up from the airport, so I went to pick her up from the airport, and um, when I got back to the hospice, my boyfriend at the time was there, and he brought me in, and they, we didn't go into my mom's room, I was like, where are we going? He brought me to my dad in like a little sitting room, and he said, she's gone, and so kind of think she wanted to spare me the pain spare me the pain of like you know seeing her like that and um uh, you know thanks mom I appreciate that like I didn't have to actually watch you die I did watch my dad die later but um uh, didn't have to watch her die and um uh, so <sighs> I did not plan this, you guys. So my mom passed away, and a month later, I graduated college. My dad and my boyfriend at the time, Tim, really, really caring person. We didn't end up together, but he was real good, real good person. Real good got me through all this. Him and my dad. Oh, okay, graduated um, from college, and that's when I just started questioning everything I had ever learned about health and wellness, because I was like, how does how do these world renowned hospitals, UNC, and Duke, and even Wilmington, um, not have any answers. And that's when I started to learn about alternative medicine and holistic medicine. If you heard my episode with my friend Angie, uh, you know, We went on this path at the same time of discovering holistic health and that maybe there was a way to heal and reverse chronic conditions, um, whether it is a chronic disease or all the way to cancer. And so we started to wake up and read books and watch underground films. This is still before YouTube. I somehow would get some DVDs I would order off the Internet from like the Gerson Institute, okay, okay, Or like Hay House. You would just have to find out about websites and order these films. Um, So let's see what happened next. So I started getting really into holistic health and I learned about like how they feed the animals shit and then that what the animals eat that is not the proper diet for them. Not only are they eating corn that's genetically modified, but they're getting um, antibiotics, which is creating antibiotic resistance in them, creating it in humans, like all this stuff, pesticides, herbicides, crap that goes into our food supply, that goes into the ground, that feeds the animals that we're then eating as you know, typical carnivores in society. I learned about how detrimental that could be to our health. So I started to share this with my dad who was, you know, he grew up on a farm. He's pretty much a South Dakotan meat eaten guy, right? And we also lived at the beach at that time, so we ate a lot of seafood. And uh, he had built a house, so we had moved to, we had moved, for, or my parents had moved from the beach house to a waterfront house uh where he lived on what we call the sound and had a boat in the back and we would go on the boat and we'd go to the fish store where all the local catch was and we'd go pick out what we were gonna eat that night and then my dad would do a fish fry and then people the neighbors would come over and it was just tradition and fun and great and I have really fond times excuse me, fond memories of that time. But then I started learning about not only the mercury in seafood but how, you know, the the fish are farm fed corn Just like the freaking cows and chickens and how toxic the water is and all of this stuff. And so I was like, man, seafood and chicken and meat and all of these things are major contributing factors to disease in our bodies, are major contributing factors to chronic degenerative debilitating diseases, including cancer. Now, I'm not saying that they're the only cause. All of these things are multifactorial, but they are major causes, especially if you're eating them on a regular basis and you're not eating plants and vegetables and smoothies and things that come out of the ground like avocado and tomato and things that grow on trees, right? So I'm learning all of this. And then I'm also learning a little bit about emotions and spirituality and a belief in something bigger than yourself and trauma healing. And I'm looking at my dad and I'm like, man, you drink, you smoke, you work way too hard. He was a very successful attorney, but the reason he was successful is because he worked nonstop, right? Um, And, uh, you know, that's a stressful job. He was doing real estate closings. He was doing litigation. He was dealing with a lot of people, a lot of personalities all day long. He was going to court. He was doing a lot and uh, lost my mom before that. He lost his brother when he was a child. His brother was run over by a car. Then he lost his mom uh, maybe a year before we lost my mom. So he has all this unresolved trauma, right, that he's never dealt with. And I know he's drinking and smoking and eating his way because he was a funny guy. He was fun. He was the life of the party. Very quiet. But when he had a zinger, that's when he spoke. He only spoke when he had really something funny or sassy to say that's where I get my sassiness and my cursiness for sure anyways so I started to lecture him I was like you have high blood pressure you have this you have that you're on these pharmaceutical drugs that everyone's on when they you know turn 50 you're on 40 drugs right um most people are and he wasn't like overweight but he wasn't like fit so you know he had a little gut a little beer gut whatever you want to call it uh Sorry, I'm still trying to get my voice back to normal so I can tell you this story. And so I started, you know, I would say lecturing him. I don't know if that's the best word, but educating him. I was like, Daddy, did you know that, you know, these are stage whatever carcinogens that you're eating every day? Like, let's cut down. Let's eat more veggies. Let's eat more plants. Let's do more smoothies. Um, let's just make nutrition a priority. And he just wasn't buying it. He just didn't believe in it. He just had that baby boomer mentality of my doctor says I can eat whatever I want and I'm fine. Okay? And uh, so I was like, all right, you're fine. So I made a big move. I decided to move to L.A. because I was a filmmaker, an actress. I was, you know, Hollywood bound, baby. I had gone to film school. I was a budding little filmmaker over here. I'd worked on Dawson's Creek and One Tree Hill. I was so excited to start this new chapter in my life. So I moved to L.A., I wasn't there long. I started meeting people in LA right away. So I'm freelance. I'm getting some photography gigs. I'm getting some filmmaking, some editing gigs. And every single one was a health and wellness client. It was absolutely the universe speaking to me, telling me, here's what your journey is going to be, Allie, right? So let's see what happened next. Um, I met this woman, Avita Rampart. She's been on the podcast a couple of times. Really, really old episodes. You'll have to go back and listen. But I was driving her to uh, Malibu, and we were taking her pregnancy photos. I was doing her pregnancy photography. She was like, you know, I almost, this baby is a miracle, I almost never got a chance to have a child, because I had um, uh, stage four ovarian cancer. And the doctors wanted to do some procedures that would have most likely left me barren. Um, And so I said, doctors, wait. I believe that I created this disease uh, because I was a sugar addict. I was eating toxic food, toxic water. I was in a toxic relationship and essentially give me a few months and let me see if I can heal this. And she had you know, met with a healer, learned about juicing, all the things. She spent four months and she juiced her way back to health juicing and eating a plant-based diet she went back to the doctors and within four months her cancer was gone okay her tumors had disappeared she had shrunk them into nothing so i take her photos and i'm like you're a fucking miracle and you are this this is the story i want to tell so i started filming people like Avita. i also met joe cross from the film fat sick and nearly dead who also juiced his way back to health. I met Carrie Kasem, who, who did a plant-based diet to get rid of her ADHD, got off all her medications. So I'm meeting people who had used juicing plant-based diets and emotional healing and energy healing and all of the things to heal chronic degenerative disease. It was person after person after person. So I'm, like, telling my dad these stories, and, you know, I'm like, you got to get healthier, like, but I'm in L.A. now, right? So one day I get the call. And, uh, you know, I always ask him about his health. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. So I like, oh, I went home for a wedding. And I remember we go to sit down in the booth of a restaurant. He could barely sit in the booth. He's like all sore and uncomfortable. Dad, what is wrong? No, nothing, nothing. I went to the doctor. I'm healthy as a horse. I was like, okay, you know, what are you going to do when the person is telling you I'm good, even though you can see they're not and there's nothing you can do? Alright Food Heals Nation, I'm here with Tina from Just Thrive Health and I've got a very interesting question for you Tina. I would love to hear more about the new product Just Calm, the 1714 strain and how it helps with de-stress and improving our mood. Yeah, so it's really an exciting new product. It actually helps bring down cortisol levels. There's many studies on this strain that shows that it brings down cortisol levels and it's also helping with brainwave activity. So putting you in that theta, that flow state, which, you know, who wouldn't want that? We know that it's um, the strain reduces um, perceived stress. It improves memory performance. It reduces mental fatigue and it positively supports brainwave activity and even improves the ability to handle like those occasional stresses. So um, it's, it's really exciting and that we're, we're just, so excited to see the results already happening with the product. Well, I'm so excited to add it to my daily routine along with my spore-based Just Thrive probiotics. So everyone, you can go to justthrivehealth.com, use the coupon code FOODHEALS15, and you get 15% off your probiotics, anything you need, and of course, the brand new Just Calm product. I can't wait to try it. Thanks, Tina. Thank you, Allison. Food Heals Nation, I'm not a big makeup girl, but the two things I cannot live without are lipstick and lashes. That's why I love Just Thrive Cosmetics Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara and their Liquid Balm Lip Treatment. When I wear their mascara, Food Heals Nation, people have literally asked me if I was wearing lash extensions. It's their best-selling product. It's got over 15,000 five-star reviews. This is how much people love it. It's ultra lengthening, it's eye-opening, it lasts all day without clumping, smudging, flaking, or running down your face. And again, it looks like lash extensions without glue or expensive salon prices. And I don't know what's in that glue, but I don't think it's good for us, right? I I don't, I'm sure it's toxic and I don't want that near my eye. So it's got clean, nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, healthier looking lashes over time. And of course, all of Just Dive Cosmetics have no parabens, no sulfates, no phthalates, and they're certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. I'm also into the liquid lip balm treatment. So what I do is I put on my lipstick and then I put on this serum. It's a treatment that nourishes and restores dull dehydrated lips and it just gives you that glossy look. So when you smile, you see a little gloss on the outside. I'm smiling right now. Can you hear me smiling through, through the microphone? And it plumps and smooths the look of fine lines for soft supple lips and it replenishes moisture with a protective veil of skin nourishing vitamins and juicy hydration. So I think that most of the makeup that you kind of get at the drugstore over-the-counter has a lot of toxic ingredients we don't need. That's why I love these products because everything that Just Thrive Cosmetics makes is clean and actually good for you and that's all I want in my beauty products, right? And they have a mission that matters. Their bigger-than-beauty mission means that for every single product that you purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help communities thrive, and they have over 300 giving partners across the country supporting a number of different causes. That's why they're called Thrive Cosmetics, like C-A-U-S-E, instead of cosmetics, C-O-S-M-E-T-I-C-S. Okay? Okay. Now is a great time to try Just Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Try the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. Try the Brilliant Eye Brightener, which is a beautiful cream-to-powder highlighting stick. Try the Liquid Lip Balm Treatment and let me know what you think. Right now, you can get 15% off your order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash foodheals. That's Thrive Cosmetics. Again, cos, cause, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash food heals, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Check it out, Food Heals Nation. Let me know what you think. So I go back to LA and I got the call. I had only been there less than a year, but in that time I had learned so much about health and wellness that I thought I will never get cancer and if I do, I will juice my way back to health. And if anyone in my life ever does I will effing heal them, okay? That was my attitude, which I still have that attitude, P.S., but this is, like, when it was brand new to me. I'm, like, early 20s. Okay, so I get the call. My dad goes, I'm sick, baby. It's bad. Come home. So I packed up my L.A. life. I went home, and I said, Daddy, I'm going to heal you. Gave him the green juice made him some garlic shakes, did everything I could. Um, You know, in this time, it had been a couple years since my mom had died and my dad did find love again and he remarried Dorothy and they had only been married a few months. And uh, so she and I were on this health kick together. We used the juicer like it was going out of style. We basically never washed it because we were constantly using it. That might sound gross, but I'm telling you, like, Maybe it got washed once a day, but we used it all day. We were making all the shakes, all the smoothies, and all the juices all day long for ourselves and for my father because we were convinced that we could juice him back to health, even though it was stage four liver cancer. Not even long. He was a smoker. He smoked cigarettes his whole life, switched to cigars, telling me he didn't inhale. Sure. Sure, Jan. All right. Love you, Daddy. Anyways, um... So drinking, smoking, and got liver cancer. Also, liver is related to emotional unhealed issues. If you want to look up uh, all the different issues you can with uh, by Louise Hay, you can look up what in the body is correlated to what emotion. So it's really fascinating stuff. Anyway, so a lot of um, loss and unhealed um, trauma is uh, liver issues. So we got to detox the liver when we're going through trauma, you guys. Anyways, um, we tried to heal him, and uh, I even found, you know, in LA, there was a juice bar in every corner, and holistic stuff was normal. In North Carolina, in uh, Topsail Beach, small little beach town, even in Wilmington, you know, the where the bigger hospital and the college was, this was foreign to them. There was no holistic doctor's Naturopaths or nutritionists. There was like one or two. Now there's a lot. I'm really excited about how far it's come. We finally got a Whole Foods in Wilmington, thank the Lord, but you know, we didn't have that when I was there in my early 20s after college. Um, All right, so I found one holistic doctor. Now, he did not have a doctor's office, he did not wear a white coat and a stethoscope. He lived in a house in the middle of the woods, and his home smelled like patchouli." So, drive my dad out there, and he shares with us, I do have a, ha- a cancer treatment protocol. I have helped stage 4 cancer liver patients, like yourself, get back to health. But it, it, you have to do a very intense cleanse, just as aggressive. As chemo and radiation are, you have to be just as aggressive with fruits and vegetables and phytonutrients. That means like when you're, it's the same thing as when you're putting poison in yourself all day intravenously. When you're doing chemo, you're doing the opposite. You're doing it with fruits and vegetables and you're flooding your body with constant nutrition. It's a very aggressive protocol, uh, but I would much rather choose fruits and vegetables than a toxic concoction of drugs. Personally, that's just me, but this is how I got here. Because I had to watch my father go through this after watching my mother go through this. So my dad said, thank you very much. How much do we owe you, sir? And we got the hell out of there. And my dad didn't believe in it. And so I kept trying to do the garlic shakes and everything that the holistic doctor had recommended. I said, you're going to colonics. You're going to do acupuncture. You're going to do all of these things. Uh, We're going to go to therapy. And you're going to heal your trauma. My dad wasn't having it. He sat me down one day. One of the hardest days of my life. And he said, I don't believe in this. And if I don't believe in this, it's not going to work. And I said, You're right. I said, You're right. And he was. And we sat there for a long time in silence. I'll never forget it. And then he picked up the paper and it was like nothing happened. And we both went about his, our days and he drank and he smoked. And I took him to chemo every single day or every other day. I think it was, it was just, it was a rigorous amount of chemo and he died within two months. So much faster than my mom had died. And, uh, in that case, it was so different from my, my mom died in the hospice on morphine. My dad died at the house at a party. (laughs) So we literally had friends over. Um, I think we cooked some chili and, uh, probably drank our faces off, um, and uh, just hung out at the house, and um, I was downstairs, and someone called me upstairs and said, it's happening, I don't remember who, I just remember there was close friends of the family over, and um, a few of us got into bed with him, and he was like, I don't know, what the, wheezing is not the right word, just breathing in a way that I had never heard anyone breathe before, I know you know, held him, held his hand, said, I love you, and, uh, you know, he passed away really quickly, it wasn't long, I was surprised, because, like, you know, earlier we had been eating dinner, and I think, I remember he was drinking some whiskey, and I think it was one of the first times I'd ever had, like, dark hard liquor. Um, Because I was trying to be cool, one of the guys, because there was, you know, people over. And, uh, you know, we had just been hanging out. (laughs) So it was crazy that it happened that night. And uh, I guess a car ambulance something came and got him. And uh, we sat around the room and just told stories about him. And I don't know, I guess you're in shock or denial at that point because you don't feel it yet. You're just like. What, what now, Anna. So yeah. Um. So by this, by the time I was 25 years old, I had lost both my parents to long battles with cancer. I'm an only child. My I have no living family. I have no cousins. My parents, ironically, were both only children. My dad had had a brother, but he died when he was little. So. My parents were only children. My grandparents had passed on. Um, And so I was alone in the world. And uh, it just changed, changed me to the core. Because I realized, like, life is short. And I know that's cliche, but it's like, we have to take our lives and our health into our own hands. There's no other way to do it. We cannot be victims of our circumstances, right? If something is wrong, we have to fix it. There's no doctor out there who's going to do it for you, for me, for anyone. We have the tools and we have to be empowered patients. We have to be the doctors of ourselves, of our own bodies. And just instilled in me this unwavering passion for holistic health and for taking our lives our destinies into our own hands you know and uh it made me who I am today so you know lots more happened because this is when I was 25 years old I'm 40 now so 15 maybe 16 since my dad died and a little maybe 20 since my mom died I forgot. I actually, gosh, I just put it on Instagram. Actually, I forgot. Let me check. Cause I, I actually did do the math. Oh, yeah, I have it here. Oh, my God. Yeah. 18 years since my mom died. 15 years since my dad died. Seven years since I started Food Heals. And three months since I was censored. <laughs> That's my, my Instagram post. You can read it if you want. Okay. So... Anyways, that's what changed me. That's what made me this person that pursued her passion and wellness. Um, that's what made me want to interview people way smarter than me to find out the truth about health and nutrition. And the truth is suppressed. And that's why I do my show. That's why I do Food Heals. Because I want to empower every single person to take their health into their own ha- hands, hands and realize that the body is designed to heal itself when given the tools that it needs to do so. That's what the body does best. It heals. When you get a cut, you don't have to do much. Your skin heals. It's the same with your insides. Your body is always striving for homeostasis. Your body is always striving for perfect balance. But we're bombarding it with toxins, whether it's our fault or not. It can be environmental. It can be emotional. It can be things we think we're eating healthy when it turns out like That avocado or that spinach, we have a food allergy too. So it's very, very important, not only to eat more plants and to eat more phytonutrients and to eat more nutrition, you you know, to eat better for our own bodies, but also to know what is the best for our bodies. That's why I'm a huge fan of functional medicine and doctors like Dr. Stephen Cabral, who you heard from earlier, who will literally go, all right, let's find out what's best for your body. What micronutrients do you need? Hi, Lily. What are you deficient in? What? What are you, what hormones are in balance? And when you do that, you can find out and create a perfect diet for yourself. For me, it's plant-based. I don't ever want, I don't believe an animal has to die in order for me to live. That's me. Find out what it is for you. I know what my food allergies are. I know what my sensitivities are. I know what uh, micro and macronutrients I'm deficient in, so I need to eat more of. I know what hormones my body stopped producing, so I know what hormones I need to take. Like, you figure it out by going to Holistic Health Practitioner and if you eat more plants and you think more positive thoughts and you surround yourself with good people who love you and you work out and you move your body and you do something that you love every single day, you're not going to have a chronic degenerative disease. But if you play the victim and you eat bad food and you drink instead of facing your issues and you don't have someone to talk to, you don't have people in your life that uplift you, This is the recipe for chronic degenerative diseases. Cancer and all of these things are multifactorial. So every factor in your life, what can you change, shift, and, you know, do better? Even if it's one thing at a time, make a smoothie every day. Start intermittent intermittent fasting. Find out your food allergies and do an elimination diet and eliminate whatever it is, gluten, dairy, that doesn't serve you, Right? What pharmaceutical drugs can you wean yourself off of slowly under supervision so you don't have to take them for the rest of your life? How can you deal with your trauma in a beautiful way so that you don't hold on to it? Clearly, I've got some. Clearly, I've still got some, as much work as I've done. You hear me cry. I also think crying is healthy, and I'm not judging myself. Um, But what can you do to heal your trauma? You can talk about it. This is very healing for me to talk about right now. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being an audience. I appreciate you. I love you. You are why I do this because my goal is to make sure that everyone knows the body is designed to heal itself if given the tools that it needs to do so and I want to empower you to find out what the tools are for you. I do this so that no one else has to suffer through what I suffered through and what my parents suffered through. I don't want anyone to get cancer and die. I don't want anyone to die of depression. I don't want anyone to die of chronic debilitating disease that is reversible, healable, and curable by diet, nutrition, spirituality, mind, body, spirit, medicine, alternative health practices. And then once you start getting healthier, it becomes really fun. You get to do cool things like cryotherapy or infrared saunas and hack your health, get even healthier. Get even better. Start to meditate. Start to have a relationship with something greater than yourself, whether it's religion or spirituality, just a belief in something bigger in this world. Maybe it's nature, right? You have a belief. You have a reason to keep going. You have a reason to live. You're following a passion. You love what you do every day, and if you hate what you do every day, you start incorporating something that you love to do every day into your day, right? So, yeah, maybe you want to join goal-setting workshop with us in July. I would love to have you. We'll set some goals for 30 days and we'll accomplish them. Let me know what you want it to be. I hope you enjoyed listening to my story. There's certainly more to it. You know, to to finish it off, it's when I, I started making video content first and then I started the Food Heals podcast. That's when everything changed because like, you know, one of my hardest lessons was not, a, as soon as I learned that nutrition could heal, that food could either heal us or kill us, and we had to choose healing foods every day. I wanted to shout it from the rooftops. I was like, if only everyone knew. I wasn't taking into account the factor. Excuse me. I wasn't taking into account the fact that people have food addictions, that people are broke and can't afford healthy food in many cases, which is unacceptable that our society allows this to happen. A whole other podcast, which obviously, you know, we talk about these issues sometimes. People live in food deserts where there's only fast food options and there aren't fresh fruits and vegetables on hand. There's not even transportation to get fruits, fresh fruits and vegetables. Or the farm workers in Coachella who literally feed California and the United States, and the farm workers are not allowed to pick a strawberry that falls out of the harvest off the field and eat it. They're not allowed to. I mean, these atrocities, you know them. We don't have to talk about them. All right. Anyways, to finish out my story, this is what inspired me to start the Food Heals podcast and interview people who had incredible experiences of healing themselves to inspire you and to inspire me and to remind us all that food can heal. And doctors and nutritionists and people with knowledge of the body and knowledge of how all of these things intricately work together to create a a perfect health in our bodies, right? And so that's why I do the show, and that's a little history. So for anyone who hasn't heard that story, I hope you're caught up. And if you've heard it before, maybe it's a little bit healing to hear it again. I think it's a little bit healing for me to tell it again, to be honest with you. I didn't know I was going to go this long, but here you go. Sometimes these things happen. So thank you, Universe, for giving me a little healing today. Thank you for your questions. Um, I do enjoy answering them. Please post them in the Facebook group. All the questions that I've answered today have come in my DMs, but I would love you to post them in the uh, Food Heals Nation Facebook group so more people can see them. And um, I can also, you know, I put all the discount codes there, anything that you want to try out, uh, you can always... Post there, ask questions, and see what other people's experiences are with the products that I recommend and what my discount codes are, all that good stuff. Post your, post your questions in the group. Thanks for listening today, today to today's episode of Ask Ally. Again, if you want to join the fun Food Heals 30 accountability group, DM me on Insta at AllisonMelanieTV. Again, I love you. You are the reason I do this. See you next time. Food Heals Nation. Good Heels Nation, do you know what's in your wine? I love enjoying a cold glass of rosé on a hot summer's day or sipping on a rich red with a great dinner. But unfortunately, not all wine is created equally. In fact, many conventional wine brands are full of junk that we don't want in our bodies. Ingredients like toxic pesticides, artificial processing aids, added sugars, sulfites, and more. In fact, Most wines today are highly processed, just like highly processed foods. They're filled with trace toxic chemicals that can carry serious health risks. Almost all modern vineyards spray with chemicals, such as the weed killer Roundup, whose active ingredient glyphosate has shown strong associations with a range of diseases, including cancer and Parkinson's. Sadly, US wine producers can legally and without disclosure use 76 different FDA approved additives without even disclosing any of them on the bottle. Substances like mega purple coloring dye, fish bladders, ooh, sulfur dioxide, and dimethyl dicarbonate, which is so toxic that it must be applied by specialists in hazmat suits. I'm not kidding, y'all. So what's a wino like me and like you to do? Enter Scout and Cellar. Scout and Cellar created a clean, crafted commitment just for us. This means grapes grown without toxic pesticides. Scout and Cellar tests grapes and wine for over 175 commonly used toxic pesticides. This also means wine produced without artificial processing aids or unnecessary ingredients. Healthy fruit has authentic and distinctive flavors, eliminating the need for any artificial processing aids or added Sugar and they have limited sulfites. Each wine is tested to ensure sulfates are fewer than 100 parts per million. Oh, and did I mention that the wine is delicious and on sale? for the month of June? That's right. Go to scoutandsellercom slash foodheals. Pick up some of my favorite healthy wine sets like Dog Days of Summer set, including six bottles of puppy-themed wines. Normally $119, only $79 right now. Or get your bubbly on with the Celebrate the Everyday Sparkling set. Normally $75, but right now only $59. Maybe you've got some big 4th of July plans you need to take that wine to the beach. Try those delicious canned wines like the Around the world tasting flight, the happy hour tasting flight, the date night tasting flight, all including four bottles each, normally 28 bucks, but you can snag them right now for just $20. So get your delicious clean crafted wine today and drink guilt free. Again, it's all over at scoutandseller.com slash food Get the sale now before it's gone. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their thirty nine ninety nine a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.